to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Tuesday evening. I pray it's been a wonderful day for you. Good to be with you once again. Got a big night again. Big night. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight Eastern Standard Time, wherever you're watching me tonight, all throughout this great land of ours from sea to shining sea, from no border up north, no border down south, we're borderless. Welcome to our friends all throughout this country. For our friends in other far-off great countries, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. So, Hope you've had a good Tuesday as we uh, spend a little time together tonight. We've got a obviously a packed show tonight as we hopefully finish the rest of that elephant block from last night. And we don't have a lot of content tonight, but it's very critical content. So we will be getting into all that in just a moment. Four things I ask you to do for me each night on the program. First, pray for me and the program. Thank you for doing that. Second of all, of course, is the daily devotional. Encourage people, you know, to sign up. It's free. It'll be in their email every morning. Great way to start the day with the Lord. Free like everything at Live Prayer. All they have to do is go to our homepage, upper right-hand corner, sign up box, click on it. A couple pieces of basic information will be ready to go. Third, of course, is tell people about the program. I appreciate you doing that. And last of all, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, please pray about supporting us. Uh, one thing you'll notice right away when you go to our website, there are no advertisements. We don't sell books. We don't sell trinkets. No trips, no tours, no concerts, no conferences. Just ministry 24-7. We have chosen to use our time wisely each day to get the maximum impact of every minute of the day. And the internet uh, that we helped pioneer 25 years ago has been uh, the, one of the greatest tools known to man to be able to do that. So check it out. If this ministry, like I said, has been a blessing to you, please pray about supporting us. Upper right-hand corner of my homepage is a donation link. When you click on it, you'll get our address in St. Petersburg, Florida. If you want to drop a check in the mail, also a link to our credit card portal, if that's more uh, convenient for you. And there is an option on the credit card donation to either make it as a one-time gift or a reoccurring gift, which means on the fifth of each month, uh, we will uh, be able to uh, take out that donation. So pray about that, please. All right, got a lot to get to tonight, so let's have a word of prayer. We will get we'll get going. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for my dear friends who have joined me tonight. I lift them up. God, I pray for their families tonight. I pray for their needs to be met tonight, for your glory. So grateful for this day that we have enjoyed the blessings throughout. And Lord, right now, we commit this hour to you. Ask that you have your way with us, Lord. Help us to hear. Help us to understand the things we need to know tonight. And we thank you for all these things in the name of Jesus. 
Amen and amen. All right. We got a lot of places to go tonight. Uh, let me write myself a quick note here. Um, one thing I just remember I need to tell you about. All right. It, let me just start with Biden real quick. Let, 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 let me just get this pathetic human being out of the way. Uh, he gave a speech this weekend in Vegas. And it was to donors. I, I couldn't have, I don't think it's 20 minutes. The man cannot even speak for 20 minutes. Matter of fact, he's at the White House today trying to rip, rip Trump and the Republicans for no border deal. Just like I said, we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, and he, he, needed the, he needed the press to feed him words. <laughs> I mean, that's how bad it was. But on Saturday night, he was telling a story about he was speaking with the president of France. The problem is the president of France, as you probably know, is Macron. The president of France, he said he had a conversation with a few months ago, was the president of France who died in 1996. I mean, it, there's no wonder why they won't even let him do a softball three-minute Super Bowl interview. I mean, that's how long that interview is. Three minutes? Look at, what, three questions maybe max? They don't even trust him to do that. They don't even trust him to do that. By the way, I found it very amusing. You know, Donald Trump's, you know, got a good sense of humor. He really does. He uh, put out to the press today, he said, well, since Biden doesn't want to do a Super Bowl interview, I'll be happy to step in and do a Super Bowl interview, and you'll get huge ratings. <laughs> oh, and then he started tweaking Biden. He challenged him to a debate. He said, listen, we know it's going to be you and me, so let's quit wasting time. I want to debate you right now. Let's not waste time. Let's, let's start right now. Name the time and place. Let's have a debate right now. I told you last night, I think I've told you many nights now, there is no way on the face of this earth they will ever let Joe Biden and Donald Trump debate. They can't. I mean, it would be like watching a football game between the San Francisco 49ers and a high school football team. I mean, they're both football teams. They both play football, but, I mean, it would be a massacre. And like I told you, here's what they're going to say. Oh, Donald Trump, uh, he's an insurrectionist. Uh, he, he wants to destroy democracy, and we're not going to uh, 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 lower this presidency to, to give him a debate. I'm, I'm just telling you, that's how they're going to play it. I'm telling you right now, get ready. All right, let me and let me get this out of the way first. Tonight, all right, this is very confusing, but let me explain to you. Tonight in Nevada, they have the Democratic and the Republican primaries, okay? Donald Trump is not in the Republican primary in Nevada tonight. Nikki Haley is. Donald Trump isn't. That's because no none of the delegates are up for grabs tonight. The delegates in Nevada will be up for grabs Thursday night 
when they have a caucus like Iowa did. So, I mean, there's, there's no reason for Trump to even be bothering with this so-called primary because there's nothing to be gained by it. Now, like I said, Nikki Haley, she's in the primary. And they've got some of the names of people that have already dropped out, like Vivek and Tim Scott and a few other people. But they also have on the primary none of the above. Tonight, the last I checked before coming on the air, it looks like Nikki Haley is going to lose to none of the above. And she's the only named person still in the race. Even though it's meaningless, I think it says something when none of the above is going to beat Nikki Haley tonight. Now, Thursday night, like I said, Nikki Haley couldn't be bothered to put any time, effort, money into Nevada. Trump's going to basically, he's running pretty much unopposed, which means he's going to take home uh, the 26 delegates from Nevada. And again, don't forget, folks, that's what this is all about. This is a delegate race. Trump's already, you know, just stomping her, and he's going to pick up 26 more on this weekend. And then two weeks from Friday is the South Carolina uh, primary. Now, here's the thing about South Carolina. It's what they call a winner-take-all state. Some states are proportionate. In other words, if you get a certain amount, a certain percentage of the, of the votes, they'll give you so many delegates. But a lot of the bigger states, like Texas, California, South Carolina, they're what they call winner-take-all. In other words, you win by one vote, you get all the delegates. Trump's going to get all the South Carolina delegates. And then next week or in the week is the Michigan primary. Nikki Haley isn't even, on, isn't even going to Michigan. Listen, she's done. She's done. Uh, you are watching a political suicide take place right before your very eyes, okay? Uh, yesterday, she came out in support of this garbage border bill that we know now, we'll get into this in just a minute, the Senate isn't even going to take it up. Even the Senate, the, the House doesn't have to worry about it because the Senate isn't even going to take it up. Yet she supports this garbage. Her donors are Democrats. Like I told you, she's in California yesterday and today, uh, meeting with Democratic donor groups. She's got a group of Democrat operatives that are already in South Carolina working the state's Democrats to sit out the Democrat uh, primary because Joe, you know, Joe's going to, Joe won it anyway, was last weekend. They, they tried to convince a bunch of Democrats, don't vote and just save your vote for the Republican. Even though you're a Democrat, you're not going to vote for a Republican in the general. You know, let's see how many... Don't forget 70% of her votes in New Hampshire came from who? Democrats and independents, not Republicans. She's ripping Trump for having to spend $50 million on legal fees. Hey, you get indicted the way this government and, and these Democratic uh, state AGs have come after Trump. Number one, Nikki Haley and anybody else would be in a fetal position under their bed screaming, make it stop, make it stop. Trashes Trump for his age and his, and his mental acuity? Are you kidding me? Trump stands up there and can rip and roar for an hour and a half, two hours. Matter of fact, he's got, a, he's got his first South Carolina uh, rally this Saturday at 2 o'clock. He's going to be there with a crowd of probably 10,000, maybe more. He'll rip and roar for an hour and a half or so. Nikki Haley couldn't do that. Couldn't, could, number one, could never attract 
anything close to that kind of a crowd. But she, she just, I mean, and then she says, Trump can't be Biden. Every poll that's out. Matter of fact, the media, as I told you last night, is going crazy because NBC, you know, not some Republican polling operation. NBC showed over the weekend that Trump's beaten Biden by 5%. That's far outside the, uh, the uh, area of probability. She's acting like a Democrat. I mean, she, she's done. She's done. She's committing political suicide. She is done. She will never be elected to anything after this is over. That's just a fact. Hope, hope, hope it's a good ride. Now, the border bill. First of all, we dealt with it last night. It's, it's, a, it's an absolute joke. It's so, it's so pathetic that now all the Republicans in the Senate aren't even going to vote for it. Mitch McConnell basically told them, you know, don't vote for it. Langford, the guy who negotiated, isn't even going to vote for it. I mean, it's, it, so, I mean, it's never going to... It's never going to go to the House. That's the point I'm making. And just like I told you last night, Biden, you know, his little spokeswoman there, the, the little liar, KJP, all the media, the corporate media sycophants, propagandists for the regime, they're all blaming Trump and the Republicans. Well, they gave him a, a, a bipartisan border deal, and Trump blew it up. He wants to hold it for the election. They just lie. Listen, folks, they lied to you for two and a half years about the Russia scam. They lied about Trump's phone call to Zelensky that they that the Democrats jammed that garbage impeachment down his throat. They lied about January 6th. Well, I've got some January 6th stuff for you tonight. I told you as every day goes by, it's going to become more and more evident that the whole January 6th uh, operation was exactly that an operation. But they're out there blaming Trump, blaming Johnson. Johnson's got nothing to do with it. It's never even going to lead the Senate. So I don't know why they're blaming Johnson. MAGA Republicans, yeah. Of course, they're lying about what's in the bill. Okay, that's par for the course. And know this, if Biden and the Democrats and and, and even some globalist Republicans like it, you know it's no good, okay? That's a good. That's a good uh, indication that it's horrible. By the way, don't forget the only reason they even went down this road is because the Republicans wouldn't give them sixty billion for Ukraine without a border deal. So that's the only reason we're even talking about any kind of a border deal, even a horrible one. And without this border deal, that means no Ukraine money. I think Biden's sweating. I think Z's calling him up. Hey, Joey, you get, you're late on your payment. I, I wouldn't doubt for a second Zelensky's been extorting Biden all along. He knows every dime Biden and his family, his corrupt family, took out of Ukraine, as well as every dime the Clintons, you know, and the Pelosi's, and the Kerry's, and the McCain's, and the Lindsey Graham's. All these corrupt politicians that had their hands in the cookie jar in Ukraine. Zelensky knows everyone, every dime. So it's dead in the Senate, which means it's not even going to be an issue for the House. But oh, listen, you got more in jail. Listen, if you ever have the unfortunate 
opportunity to see anything or hear anything from uh, Morning Joe or Morning Blow and his adulterous uh, little wife, Mika, right? Just understand what I told you last night. We now know that the only TV Joe Biden watches is Morning Blow. That's the only thing he watches. He loves it because they sit there and lie for him. And now I know why they're so over the top in their lies. Because they're they're doing the... People don't watch the show, just so you know. Outside of the D.C. Beltway, nobody watches that stupid show. Their ratings are horrible. But they're producing that show for an audience of one, Joe Biden. And we find out that Scarborough calls Biden all the time and gives him advice. So his over-the-top rhetoric is all designed to make Joe feel better, all right? And blowing crazy today, man. He's mad, mad. All of a sudden, after three years, guys like Scarborough are all of a sudden worried about illegal aliens, about fentanyl. They haven't been worried about it for the last three years. And of course, like I said, they're blaming Trump, blaming Republicans, blaming Speaker Johnson, which is stupidity because, again, unless it gets out of the Senate, Speaker Johnson's got nothing to do with it. And it's never leaving the Senate. Oh, and here's a bit of good news. This thing may have just crippled and been the final nail in the coffin of the leadership of one Mitch Turtle McConnell. There's rumblings. I've heard it only takes 25 Republicans to get him out of leadership. Now, then it becomes, okay, fine, you take him out. Who's going to take his place? You know, his his protege is John Thune. He's, he's, a Mitch, he's Mitch McConnell light, okay? He's been groomed at the feet of the master. John Thune would be a horrible selection. I'd love to see Cruz or Mike Lee or J.D. Vance or somebody like that. But So keep an eye on that, but it looks like Mitch's days are numbered. I've been warning you over the last week or so that the Biden administration, while they're giving lip service to being pro-Israel, they're really working against Israel, okay? They keep trying to push this two-state solution. Listen, the only reason, I mean, Palestine, the Palestine, the Palestine they don't want a two-state solution. They want a one-state solution. A Palestinian state, they don't want Israel to even exist. A two-state solution is absolutely a non-starter. And Bibi Netanyahu and the, and the Israeli leadership, they have no desire to go down that road. Yet you keep here two states, and they think they think that's the road to peace when it's not. Okay, uh, Biden's pushing BB for a ceasefire. Um, they keep wanting to give more aid to Gaza, which which sounds nice, but the fact is, all the aid to Gaza is ended up in the hands of Hamas. It's unbelievable. And oh, by the way, they finally confirmed that out of the 130-some hostages still under uh, Hamas uh, care, if you want to call it that, they've now admitted 30 of those are dead. I, I think, I think, like I've told you before, I think the vast majority, if not all of them, are dead. 
That's why Hamas can't do a, another hostage deal. They got no more hostages to deal with. They're all dead. That's my gut. Now they just admitted today 30 of them are dead. So, um, by the way, with this Senate bill going down the toilet with all the Republicans backing out, Schumer's now threatened the Republicans that if we don't get this money to listen to it, listen to this fear mongering, extortion, blackmail, whatever you want to call it. He says, if they don't get this money to Ukraine, Russia's going to run over the Ukrainian army and our U.S. troops are going to have to fight Russia. What are we going to go over there and fight Russia for? Even though we, even though Victoria Newland, our State Department, our CIA, really are responsible for this war in the first place, we're not sending troops over there to fight Russia. What is wrong with these people? CNN canceled their morning show, whatever their little morning show was called. It's gone. They're just basically taking those two hours now and just supposedly having more news that nobody watches, but as far as a morning show, that's gone. They're, I mean, their numbers are just unbelievably horrible. It really is bad. Listen to this one. Listen to this one. Mainstream science. They're calling for a moratorium on the vaccines. They're declaring cancers on the rise, heart issues on the rise, reproductive issues on the rise, and the boosters don't work. Now, where have you been hearing that for the last eh, at least year and a half since we started getting leaked data from around the world? But, I mean, for the mainstream scientific community to come out and make these declarations, I mean, that's kind of amazing. These are the same people that a couple years ago told you that the vaccine was, was, was safe and it was effective. They're the ones that told you to put a mask on. They're the ones that made up this mythical six feet uh, of separation. They're the ones that forced the lockdowns of businesses and schools for over a year or more. Okay? Yet the same, and they're also the ones that kept telling you, oh, it came from a wet market. Went from a bat to a pangolin. But now the mainstream scientific community they they pretty much done a 180 on this stuff. And I'm telling you that 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 is going to spell the end of this whole COVID uh, nightmare. It really will. Because like I said, at some point, the lawsuits are already flawed, but they're, they're going to reach a critical mass here, I think, over the next year. And Pfizer, uh, J&J, Moderna, they're all going to be out of business. They're going to be bankrupt. Uh, Biden's uh, adding 40% to the IRS workforce in 2024. Isn't that nice? Now, why would he be doing that? Oh, that's because he's going to send them after you and your little family business. Listen, they always say, well, we're only going to go after people, you know, making 400000 whatever. Number one, $400,000 in a family business isn't that much when you start taking out expenses and all that stuff. But be that as it may. They're never going to go after the real tax cheats. You know why? Because they've got tax attorneys, tax accountants. They've got all these specialists that cost a lot of money. 
Mom pa operations don't have that. Your, you know, Joe's diner down the street doesn't have money for, you know, that kind of expertise. And that's the kind of people they're going to come after. Oh, listen to this one. In the UK, you've got Muslims now converting to Christianity. Now, hold on. Before you start sitting home, thank you, Jesus, praise you. No. Like everything Muslims do, it's a con. What, are, what they're doing is they're supposedly converting to Christianity because as a Christian, they can then be precluded from being shipped back to their country of origin because, as you know, if you watch this program, in most Muslim countries, uh, you can be put to death for denouncing Islam and converting to Christianity. So as a way of not being deported out of the UK, you've got Muslims now that are, you know, running out to get baptized and act like they're Christians, so then they can make the claim, well, I can't be deported because if I have to go back to my country, they're going to kill me. What a con, what a con. Oh, how about this one? The uh, four New York illegals that they that they let out of uh, that they uh, let out with no bond last week, and as they're leaving the courthouse, give their blowing kisses. You had the one guy, you know, flipping the double bird, right? Remember that? And then Catholic charities of all places helped them get bus tickets out to California. Well, something very interesting happened. Apparently. New York decided we want to get these guys. And lo and behold, they tracked them down to a Greyhound station where they were transferring buses in Phoenix and put them under arrest. And the funny thing was I saw a picture of them. And they weren't blowing kisses. They weren't given any by the double bird. Of course, that could have been because they had their hands cuffed behind their backs. But here's the, here's the real point I want to make. When they want to find people, they can find people, okay? And my point is, when Trump, if God puts Trump back in office, they will be able to use all kinds of different uh, uh, avenues of information to start tracking these people down and deporting them, okay? And deporting them. So... What New York did prove is if they want to find these people, even though they may, you may not really know their real name or you don't have fingerprints, you don't have facial recognition, you don't have anything. But it's funny, they found these guys pretty quick. And again, they just did basic, you know, shoe leather detective work. You know, they knew who gave the tickets. So they knew which buses they'd be on and everything. So, and not, not real genius detective work. But the point being is they can go raid the Catholic charities and start getting all their all their uh, information from where they are shipping all these people and go track them down and put them in cuffs and ship them out of the country. By the way, the next time you hear uh, anybody from the administration, especially Biden himself, bragging about Bidenomics, uh, we just broke a new record uh, after January of credit card debt in this country. 
And they also set a new record of auto loan delinquencies. You know, something to really be proud of. Really be proud of. Um, the EU, hey, more good news. They caved to those farmers. They did. They decided to scrap a lot of these new green energy regulations that was going to take out a lot of these farms. So at least for now, the uh, you know the farmers have won. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, we found out that the White House, in the midst of the whole COVID uh, uh, nightmare, was actually pressuring Amazon, their book division, to stop selling COVID books that challenged the regime narrative. In other words, anybody that had a book questioning the origins of COVID, uh, any of the tyrannical uh, actions they took, like the masking, the social distancing, the lockdowns, anybody that questioned the vaccines, anybody that was promoting uh, therapeutics like hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, anything like that, anything that was going against the regime narrative, you literally had the White House, not some, you know, joker at some agency, an actual serious person in the White House directly communicating with Amazon and putting pressure on Amazon to get those books out of circulation. This, this, these people. Uh, piece of bad news, the impeachment of Mayorkas today fell short. Three gutless Republicans voted with the Democrats. Actually, and, and here's something you need to understand because it was a little confusing. With the three that went against the uh, impeachment, it's, it, it ended up at a 215-215 tie. 215 voted impeach. 215 voted to uh, not impeach, okay? At the last minute, one of the Republicans that voted to impeach switched to a no to not impeach. Now, here's why that's important. If it ended in a 215-215 tie, the the bill would have been done. It It would have been done. They couldn't bring it up anymore. Boom. But because it actually there was an actual winner and loser, the Republicans now can bring that vote back to the floor anytime they want. Now, you got Steve Scalise that wasn't there because he's going through cancer treatment. He should be back in the next three or four weeks. They're having a runoff in New York for the seat from George, uh, whatever the heck his name is. Uh, I can't remember now. Whatever. The, the, the crazy guy that lied and they kicked him out. You see how stupid that was? To, to Sanchez. You see how stupid that was? To kick him out? Because he was 100% a good vote, 100% of the time. I mean, why would you kick the guy out? Great. Just let him finish his term and then he's gone. But you need the vote. If they had him today, Mayorkas would have been impeached. That's how stupidly I told you when they did it. Kicking Santos out is the reason Mayorkas isn't impeached tonight. That's a fact. Even with even without Steve Scalise. But the good news is by 
the the maneuver that they made uh, allows them now to bring it back anytime they want. I'm thinking probably within the next, I don't know, Scalise come back three or four weeks. I think in the next four or five weeks, they will bring this back. They will. But for now, Mayorkas is still unimpeached. And then you've got the Secret Service. Listen to this. Secret Service falls under the auspices of Homeland Security. Mayorkas. They, it turns out they deleted all their text messages from the entire January 6th, you know, time frame and destroyed their phones. And those phones and those text messages were under a protective order by Congress. They just, they just, it's like Hillary, just ignore it. Like I said, if you're ever involved with the feds and they want some information from you and they subpoena it or put it under a protective order and you destroy it, if they never get you on whatever they were chasing you for, they're going to put you in prison for five years for obstruction of justice. And like I, and like we learned a couple weeks ago, January 6th committee destroyed all kinds of videos and deposition, all kinds of information. The only reason people delete, destroy information is because it's evidence of their guilt. This is just more evidence that the whole January 6th uh, date was one big federal operation coordinated by Nancy Pelosi and the FBI. That's just a fact. And, and like I told you, every it seems every day that goes by, we get more and more pieces of information that just proves that to be true. Uh, the U.S. cattle market is at the smallest it's been since 1951, which is why the cost of beef has been going up over the last seven, eight months. The causes... Uh, there's been some extreme droughts. Feed costs have been uh, higher and higher interest rates because a lot of these cattle ranches, you know, they basically finance their operations each year and interest rates are up. So cost of beef is up. 23andMe. Now, I warned people years ago when this operation first came out, and I told people, I said, you know, do what you want. I said, the little story they send you after you send them your DNA, I think these stories are fairy tales, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Now it turns out that 23andMe is about ready to go out of business. But they still have one asset. The, the, the genome database on 14 million U.S. people, okay? And at the end of the day, they're going to sell that database and they'll sell it to various organizations who will use it however they want, probably not for very good uh, reasons. And I will I have no doubt that one of the buyers of that database, because, I mean, they'll, they'll just make copies and sell the database to as many people as want to buy it. I guarantee the government's going to buy it. Guarantee it. If they haven't already sucked it up. 
23 and me. What a scam, man. And what do they charge people? Like 35 bucks? 35 bucks. I, I mean, to, to, to be honest, these people should charge them, I don't know, $150. They should charge them $150 for their DNA. Yet not only not only did you pay them $23 or $35 or whatever it was, you sent them their DNA, which became part of their genome database. Anyway, China's got thousands of illegals in this country. And one of the ways that they've been coordinating with all their illegals is through, guess what? TikTok. You know that app Trump wanted to get rid of and, and ban in this country? Sadly, the election was stolen before he could actually get it done. Biden loves TikTok because he's owned, he's owned by the Chinese. But Chinese illegals from China are all being coordinated through TikTok. Unbelievable. And as I've told you, the Chinese economy is in a lot of trouble. They've got a real real estate bubble that uh, is causing them, their markets to uh, really be shaky right now. I told you that's not good news for Taiwan either because a lot of times when countries have domestic issues, whether they're financial or whatever the domestic issue is, a lot of times they'll, they'll, they'll gin up a war somewhere because that gets all the national pride going and kind of rallies the people around the country and stuff. That's just a fact of life. But a, but the stock markets have been in China have not only been down because of the real estate. I was reading an interesting uh, economic piece uh, the other day that a lot of the reason the markets are down is on the potential, real potential, Donald Trump may be president again. And he's already vowed to put 60% tariffs on everything coming from China. <laughs> so just understand this. In addition to the Democrats and the globalists and the World Economic Forum and world leaders all over the all over the globe that are going to do everything to help to to have a collective effort to keep Trump from being president again, front of that line is going to be Chairman G. The last thing he wants to see is Donald Trump back in the White House. Oh, speak of the whole vaccine and stuff. <laughs> Uh, there's now a dating app for the unvaxxed. I, th I thought that was kind of interesting. There are people out there that are not vaccinated, and they don't want to, and, and, and I've heard this before over the last year and a half or so, where in a lot of these dating apps, one of the questions people are asking, you know, a, a, a supposed match, you know, are you vaccinated or not? Especially if they're younger and they're looking at maybe looking for somebody to get married and have kids with and stuff, you know, they're looking for people that have not been vaccinated. So some entrepreneur out there put together a whole app just for the unvaccinated. Zelensky. Turns out his general has been holding some secret peace talks with Russia. Don't forget now, this is the general that Zelensky has either fired or is in the process of firing because the general knows he can't win. He's lost enough men. There's no sense in continuing the stupid war. 
A ruler, once again, that was pushed by our State Department, that nasty, evil woman, Victoria Newland, and our CIA. But I, I, I honestly believe, I, I told you how this was going to play out months and months ago. I honestly believe that there's probably within the next 30 days, there's going to be a resolution to the leadership of Ukraine, whether Zelensky runs to a third country, stays and gets killed, uh, whether he's able to put down this uh, power grab by this general. But like I've always told you, in these type in these type of situations, the guy that has the military always wins. And the military is under the control of this general. They love him. They do. Speaker McCarthy's out there using his uh, various contacts from all of his years in the House to try to take out the eight people who were instrumental in getting him removed as Speaker. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. He seems like a petty guy. Anti-Semitism in the media? Unbelievable. I mean, the media organizations that are so anti-Israel. And there were CNN employees that staged some kind of a revolt. Now, of all people, it should be revolting. It's not CNN employees because anybody that's still got a job there should be very lucky because that place should have been shut down years ago. But anyway... Apparently, a bunch of CNN employees kind of revolted because the uh, a lot of the CNN coverage was very pro-Israel. And don't forget, you had a whole bunch of White House staffers that staged a walkout a few weeks ago because they did not like the fact of Biden's pro-Israel stance. Even though at the end of the day, like I told you earlier tonight, he's nowhere near as pro-Israel as he wants people to believe. That's for certain. Biden administration expanding facial recognition scans in all 430 federalized airports around the country. I mean, they're, that's what I'm saying. They're big into all this biometrics, man. DNA, facial recognition. Obviously, they've been fingerprints forever, right? Schools nationwide are going to be observing BLM at school week. I'm not kidding. Black Lives Matter at school week. Now, you're going to have to find out from your individual school whether they're participating in this. Obviously, thankfully, a lot of schools aren't, but a lot of schools are. And the sad thing is, across the country, math and reading scores are at all-time lows. Yet, this is the kind of nonsense that these schools are pushing. Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, hypersexualized uh, curriculum that kids K through, K through 12, we're in K through 12, I have no business around, really. By the way, there's an interesting phenomenon that's starting to take place. I've been keeping an eye on this. This is, these are kids who claim to be trans, right? Claim to be trans. But after a while, they decide, you know, I don't want to play this game anymore. And they just want to be the gender they were at birth. Now, so many of these type of situations are occurring 
that the media just can't ignore it. So interesting, the media are claiming these kids that went trans and then came back, they must have some sort of a mental illness. Oh, you think? I mean, is the how stupid can the media be? Anybody that claims to be the gender other than what God created you as has a very real mental illness called gender dysphoria. And it has been totally accepted by all the psychic organizations, not just in this country, but around the world. So anybody even goes down that road has at least to some degree of a mental illness. Unbelievable. Let's see here. Bill Gates Foundation. Listen to this one. Now, I got to be honest with you. I am well aware, acutely aware, of all the Bill Gates conspiracy theories out there. And I'm not saying they're all conspiracy theories. Okay, so chill out. Chill out. Uh, but there's a lot, lot of stuff out there. No way all of it's true. But there's no doubt that some of Listen, conspiracy theories start with some, at least some modicum of truth, okay? So let me just tell you what the facts are and you can take it from there, okay? It turns out he invested $55 million in BioNTech, okay? BioNTech is the firm that partnered with Pfizer to make the mRNA vax, okay? Now, here's where, now these are facts, but here's where you're going to get some people raising their eyebrows. He made that investment on September 4th of 2019, one month before covid was discovered to exist around the world. And just for the record, his $55 million investment ballooned to a $550 million uh, windfall. So, one month before COVID was officially uh, recognized around the world, he invested $55 million into BioNTech who partnered with Pfizer to make the mRNA vac. So, those are facts, okay? Take them for what you want. El Salvador President Bocelli, landslide victory. Now, this guy's a young guy. Uh, El Salvador used to be the murder capital of the world. He has cleaned up about 90% of the crime. Now, how did this man come into office and clean up crime to that extent. Well, number one, he wasn't corrupt and wasn't on the take, okay? That that was a big part. But here's the other thing. He put the criminals in prison. He built these super prisons in El Salvador that would hold like 5,000, you know, prisoners. And he just started arresting these guys and putting them in prison for long periods of time. And you know what? Magically, the crime rate started dropping and dropping and dropping. And it's a fraction of what it was when he came into office. Now, I don't know. Maybe these people in Chicago, in New York, Detroit, 
Dallas, Atlanta, Kansas City, St. Louis, L.A., San Francisco. Maybe they should take a look at what this President El Salvador did to cure his crime problem, and maybe they should, you know, take a similar page. It's a, now, I've told you before, in Chicago, uh, criminologists in Chicago said that it's, it's really about 3% of the criminal element that's causing about 75 to 80% of the crime. Those, if you just put those people in prison, crime would drop dramatically. But it's not a drop when you arrest them and five minutes later they're back on the street. I mean, I've told you about these stories where guys committed seven carjackings in a day, got arrested four times in the same day for the same crime. Chelsea knows whatever. He said, no, 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 we're not going to do this anymore. You, you, know, you commit a crime, you're going to prison. Do not pass go. No bond. And then you got Meathead, Robert. I, I got to tell you something. I don't remember the exact years uh, all the family was on. I know it was the early 70s. So what were we talking about? 20, about 50 years ago? Carol O'Connor's character, Archie Bunker, could not have come up with a better name for Rob Reiner than on that program because he is a meathead's meathead. Of course, he hates Trump. He also hates Christians. And he's got a new documentary out called God and Country where he trashes Christians, uh, spews this Christian nationalist garbage and also makes the claim that Christians who vote for Trump worship Trump. And I've had these debates on many different media outlets over the years and hey when I'm voting for president I'm voting for a, for, for a political leader. Somebody whose policies I agree with. Somebody whose policies at least uh, are somewhat in line with my faith beliefs. Okay? I'm not electing a pastor. And when I vote for president, I'm voting for a political leader. Jesus Christ is my savior and the only one I worship. I don't worship men. But this is, this is the kind of garbage kind of garbage that uh, you get from you know the intellect of a meathead's meathead like Rob Reiner. Victoria Newland made an emergency trip to Ukraine as all of this uh, started to break over the last couple weekends with the uh, power struggle between the uh, top military leader and Zelensky. Her little her little uh, uh, private game is starting to blow up in her face. She is truly a horrible human being. And let me tell you something. Whatever the final number is as far as dead Ukrainians and dead Russians, every one of those deaths is on the is at the doorstep of Victoria Newland. That's a fact. Without that evil woman's involvement, there never would have been a Russia-Ukraine war. All the Europe plans in the UK, listen to this one, listen to this one. All the plans 
in Europe, in the UK, in France, in Germany to dominate the electric vehicle industry, they're all falling apart. You know why? Just like here, the UN European people are totally rejecting these electric cars for all the same reasons. Charging anxiety, they're worthless when it's cold, the batteries, the, you know, cars blowing up. A lot of the Europeans, as Flau said, they won't get in an electric vehicle because they're afraid when they're in it, it's going to explode. So Germany and France and the UK, they all have these grandiose plans to dominate the electric vehicle industry throughout Europe. All those plans are now literally down the toilet because the European people are totally rejecting electric vehicles. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting uh, item for you. Think about this. When you see these, I, I've told you that if you watch any of these news stations, Fox, CNN, MS, every third commercial is a big pharma commercial, okay? You watch football games. At least half of them are big pharma, okay? But here's something interesting, and, and follow with me. They do not put those commercials on to sell drugs. Now, normally, if you are foreign, you're putting a Ford commercial on, you want people to buy your Ford car, right? If you're putting a, uh, a cereal commercial on, the purpose is to hopefully get people to buy your cereal, right? But listen to this. Big Pharma, all these commercials, they're not to actually sell the drugs. Now, if they do, that's fun. That's a byproduct. You know the reason they put those commercials on? To keep the media loyal. So the media will be slavish, Loyalists to Big Pharma. Think about that for a second. And here's an interesting tidbit I didn't know. Big Pharma commercials are only allowed in the United States and New Zealand. Every other country bans them. And why do they ban them? For that very reason. Because if Big Pharma is given some TV network, say a million dollars, of course that TV network's not going to say anything bad about them when they maybe should be warning people, they're not. Makes sense, right? Look at how the media was singing the Big Pharma song all throughout, because they still are today. Well, of course they are, because look how much money they're making from these people. So when they advertise, they're not actually advertising to sell the drugs, that whatever drug they, they put on the commercial. They're advertising, basically, to buy the loyalty of these TV stations and networks. How about that? How about that for a, a factoid? Um, let's see here. Oh, last, uh, I forgot to mention this. Uh, yeah, I did have time yesterday, but this past weekend was the one-year anniversary of the uh, train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Those people, poor people, are just beginning. They, they, they have no idea. You're not going to know for years the depths of that tragedy. You're just not. It's going to be years before you know the depths and the breadth and the width of that tragedy. All right. I've got a couple, couple things left, but I'm going to hold them until tomorrow. All right.
Well, yesterday's ele elephant is gone, okay? Tuesday's gone. We just got a little, little bite left from yesterday. We'll save that for tomorrow. Praise God. All right, before we get out of here tonight, like I said, now if there's nothing crazy tomorrow, tomorrow night should be a, a kind of like most of the days last week. Just kind of a just a nice, you know, leisurely walk down the road tomorrow night. Okay. Now that that is if you know we don't have anything crazy happen. Things cra crazy things happen. I can't can't help that. But uh, praise God. Before we get out of here tonight, the most important thing that we do each night on this program is to encourage you that if you've never made a decision for Jesus to pray about it because we're all sinners. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And uh, the fact is God loved us enough that he sent Jesus to die for those sins. And if you accept Jesus by faith, that's why, that's why there's no other name by which men can be saved other than the name of Jesus because it was Jesus and Jesus alone who died for your sins. Nobody else died for you. Jesus did though. And that's why faith in Jesus is the only road to salvation. If you want to make that commitment to Christ tonight, pray with me. Dear Lord, I come to you this night asking you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I am a sinner and I ask your forgiveness tonight. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And from this moment forward, my life is yours. I surrender to you tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friend, if you pray in a minute, the Bible says you're saved, not because of a few words, but because of your faith in God's grace. That's Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Got a book I'll send you. Won't cost you anything. Drop me an email, bkellerliveprayer.com. I'll get it out to you if you need prayer for anything. Don't hesitate to email me, bkellerliveprayer.com. All right, love and care about you so much. Have a great night tonight. Have a wonderful day tomorrow. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be back here 11 o'clock for more live prayer. What problems are you dealing with in your life right now? Do you feel like giving up? Time to heart.